Hello and welcome to the Vinnie White podcast, live and direct from, hang on a minute, this is a terrible start to a podcast, Copenhagen. There you go. So a quick intro, uh, I'm Vinnie and I travel around the world when I can, ticking off countries, which is a bizarre thing to do, but you know, I'm in my 40s and I haven't got kids, so I can, and why not? I haven't yet worked out the exact meaning of life, but this seems to be quite a good distraction. So hello and welcome along to Country 83. Fantastic, obviously, and it's amazing, and I'm one of the luckiest people on this planet, and I do appreciate that. But also, slightly annoyed about it, because I thought I was on Country 83, and I thought this was Country 84, but I appear to have miscalculated. I mean, if that's what I'm worried about in life, I think things are fairly fine. So it's country 83 and it's Denmark. We'll talk about Denmark, of course. I'm going to go live out into the street and see what I can find here in Copenhagen. Uh, But before all of that, the prefix for the podcast is what is a country and how do you tick it off? Um, So let's get into that to start with. What is a country? Well, how to define a country. So the UK is one of the most confusing of them all, of course, because England is a country which is in the country of the UK. But what happens when you get to the Isle of Man? You know, that's kind of its own thing. And we could get into the geopolitics of it all, but frankly, that's all a bit boring. And the solution I've found is an app. (laughs) Of course it is, because there's an app for that. And it's called Bean, B-E-E-N, not B-E-A-N, which uh, presumably is a app for farmers or people desperate for a fairy tale beanstalk. But this Bean app, as in I have been there, is really good. It's free. You can download it from the App Store. It's on Android and Apple. Basically, you tick them off as you go. And you might find that your number is a little bit higher than you thought it was as a result of the fact that it sort of <laughs> it sort of makes its own rules, really. So going back to the UK, for an example, it treats Jersey as a country. It treats Guernsey as a country. England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland and Isle of Man, I think that's it. But then there's other British offshoots. So for example, if you find yourself in southern Spain and you spend a few hours in Gibraltar, you could tick that off as well. And various other, you know, far-flung British overseas territories. So for example, the Falklands. What flight doesn't go through the Falklands? Just the other day I thought, oh, I'd love to go to Paris for the weekend. Bloody Stanley on the way, as always. That's uh, heavily sarcastic for those Americans that are listening. I think the Bean app has been really helpful. Why am I doing it? I don't know, something to do, isn't it? Um, As previously discussed, no kids, quite a lot of free time. And for a lot of my life, I have either lived or am living in Europe. And, you know, you can do a fair few tick-offs there. The difficulty of getting all the countries in the world, we could talk about this for ages, is... A lot of them are far flung and they're really hard to do. And also they're quite samey. Like if you've been to Fiji, do you need to go to Kiribati, which I'm almost definitely pronounced incorrectly, but the, uh, or Samoa or the Cook Islands or Tonga or so on and so forth. It's pretty bloody expensive, you know, just to get to Pitcairn Island, which is a a country, one of the most difficult to get to, is going to cost you a fair few thousand euro or pounds or whatever your currency is a fair few million dong if that's your currency now how many countries are there according to most atlases about 192 
A being that Bean goes a little bit further to break countries up, as previously mentioned, I should imagine there's certainly in excess of 200 if you're using the Bean app. So you could argue that, you know, I haven't done that well. In fact, it does give you a percentage reading of the amount of countries you've done. And 83, which I hit last night, is um, 34%. I'm doing it for a bit of a challenge. Obviously, it's absolutely fantastic fun to do. But you may be aware that I haven't done a podcast in a long time. And the reason for that is I haven't been anywhere. The last new country I went to, oh yeah, was um, actually where the last podcast came from. It was Cape Verde, otherwise known as Cabo Verde, in Africa, a bunch of islands uh, off the coast of Senegal, quite a long way off the coast of Senegal. And there's some podcasts from there, so if you want, I'm quite proud of those ones, I like those. So if you, if this is your first time listening, then do go back, ideally all the way back to 2012 when I was travelling Africa, those would be pretty good. And uh, more recently, uh, Cape Verde when I was travelling just that small part of Africa last year. So I haven't been anywhere. Uh, Oh, I have got a project that I'm into, um, which is quite a big deal. I'm setting up a co-working space in Lisbon. uh, And that's such a long and waffly story um, that I probably just won't bother going into it. So I'll just leave it at that. If you are interested, you can find out absolutely all you need to know at lisbonco-workingspace.com. lisbonco-workingspace.com. Have a look at that if you're interested. What I've been doing. So yeah. Get the bean up, tick off some countries, and uh, see what number you're on. Share it with me. I'd be interested on how you're getting on. And and I suppose we should also talk about what constitutes visiting a country. Now, obviously, um, well, I think it's obvious, although I've had this argument with other people that are world travellers. I think that if you visit an airport, that doesn't count. I can't have that. Not a chance. So airports don't count. Really, you should do an overnight stay, but I'm not hard and fast on that. But just popping your foot in, for example, or feet in and walking out is not good enough. So, for example, um, I believe I've driven through Liechtenstein um, next to Switzerland. But being that I'm not entirely sure and I didn't get out of the car, that is not a tick off. What have we discussed? We've looked at what is a country, use the Bean app, and what constitutes ticking one off. Certainly not the airport, something a bit more than that. My cousin, who's now done 100 and... I can't remember, 115? You let me know, Andrew. Countries uh, used to constitute an airport as a visit, but I think he's changed his own rules now, conveniently, when he uh, safely got over 100, regardless of what metric you use. Anyway, congratulations, Andrew. You're doing way better than me. But I will catch up, slowly but surely. COVID was not beneficial to booking trips. All right, so here I am in a hotel, wandering around with coffee in Denmark. So, let's begin. I'm going to take you out and take you for a wander around. But before I do, why am I here? Well, as previously discussed, I do visit places just for the sake of visiting them. And I've never been to Denmark. But I have to confess... I have got a free hotel. There's a business link thing. um, And basically I've got a free hotel. So that is massively beneficial because I've got a feeling it's really expensive. In fact, I haven't got a feeling it's really expensive. I know it's bloody expensive because everything's bloody expensive. And that's something we'll get into a little bit further as we go and 
venture outside this hotel room. But yeah, basically I'm here for a few days. But I'm in Copenhagen. I doubt I'll get a chance to leave Copenhagen. So I'm going to have to judge a country on its capital, which is always a terribly wrong thing to do. Very frustrating when you hear people talk about the United Kingdom having just visited London. And indeed, I would also argue the biggest city rule. You know, have you really been to Canada if you've only been to Toronto? Eh, all these questions. All I know is I can give you a little tour of Copenhagen now, and that is what I'm going to do. So I'll stop the recording. I'll go out. I'll rent a bicycle, even though it's October and it's raining. The things I do for you. Welcome to uh, country 83, Denmark in Europe. Last time I checked. Well, that's kind of weird. That's a weird start to this recording. I didn't get a bike because I realised it was quite a long way into the town centre of Copenhagen. So I just got off at a random stop called Flergendugen or Skrubenhausen or Schnickschnag. Um, just by chance. I don't know, maybe it's in the jeans, but I've just popped out of the Embassy of Canada. First thing I see is a big bloody Canadian flag. I thought that was a hell of a that was a hell of a metro trip. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know they'd done the transatlantic tunnel. Um, but here I am in uh, I don't know where I am actually, it doesn't really matter, but somewhere in downtown Copenhagen. It looks a bit like loads of other European cities in the sense that all the shops are the same. Homogenisation has changed the world, hasn't it, over the last few decades. Everything kind of looks the same. You've got the, the H&M, the Tommy Hilfiger, and the Rolex shop. And here I am outside, what's this, uh, an espresso shop. Which, if you've ever, you've ever wondered why there's Nespresso shops in, always in the centre of like really expensive real estate, they don't make any money, but they're sort of ads, really. It's quite interesting, isn't it? If you ever think, oh, I don't understand it, they'd have to sell hundreds of thousands of coffee pods just to pay the rent. They lose money. They don't manage to make enough to pay the rent and pay all their staff by selling, you know, coffee machines and capsules. But the presence of them is essentially a giant billboard in any downtown and it gives them a bit of um, cachet I believe the word is I mean there's one on Oxford Street God knows what the rent is for that in London mad so anyway here I am in Copenhagen I, I don't know where I am I should probably apologise in advance to any people from Denmark Danes will find this naive I suppose it's going to be quite a voyage of discovery really wandering around as soon as I get away from the homogenised city centre and into something a bit more Copenhagen-y. If you are from Denmark, um, you might think this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I am absolutely the first to admit that that is the case. I just got on a plane, really. Um, and you can do that very cheaply. I got a flight from the UK for, I think it was 50 quid. Um, I slept for probably only an hour and then, boom, I was here. It's not far. The look of the map looks a bit like Stockholm um, because it's a bunch of islands, basically, as is Stockholm. Most of them are bridged, but the more distant, far-flung places in Denmark, you can get a ferry to fairly easy. Well, we should talk about a couple of things. The 
I mean, the weather, we'll get that out of the way. It's October and it's pretty much the same as the UK. Maybe a couple of degrees colder. Not particularly nice. It's got a slight sad feeling about it. Just because you're so far north and everything's a bit sparse. You know, just a bit... I'm sure it'll cheer up on a sunny day. But yeah, let's just say it's not got quite the razzmatazz and beauty of Lisbon. But then, you know, where the fuck has not that many places um, but yeah it's got uh, tall people and uh, a good looking bunch I would say and uh, my first observation is bicycles, bicycles, bicycles they are everywhere and the lanes that they build the bike lanes are crazy efficient you can ride along chatting to your mate who's next year on a bicycle and someone can overtake you at the same time yes we're talking triple wide sometimes quadruple wide bike lanes really impressive for some reason cycling is one of the most contentious things on the planet and drivers hate cyclists and cyclists hate drivers well that is absolutely not the case here because you really have to bear in mind that cyclists are also drivers and drivers are also cyclists exactly how it should be everyone uses the appropriate vehicle for the appropriate trip but here in this part of the world and you know plenty of the neighboring parts like uh, holland the the trip is very often done on a bicycle and why not it's such a fantastic way to travel and of course it's absolutely green and groovy and good for the universe and all that kind of stuff plus I think public transport's quite cheap here, but taxis are fucking outrageous. Uh, six or seven minute taxi is likely to cost you 30 euro. Absolutely inconceivably expensive, only to be uh, measured against a, ta- a taxi I once got in Oslo, which was a similar price, and that was a few years ago. There's a reason that everyone's cycling. The other options are not great, and they are highly expensive. Now, having said that, the metro is groovy and green, and that's massive. Um, You can get all the way around Copenhagen on that, no problem. Lots of lines, and uh, fairly simple to work out. Absolute nightmare working out the station names, of course. I think I live in Orstag, and I had to go through Flergendub, Shibbenbab, and Wigwaggedyboobart. Now, I may have made them up, but the thing is, the fact that you didn't know for sure whether I made them up does indicate that I can't be that far away. Absolutely bonkers. Right, so I'm walking through town, and I'm coming into a beautiful fountain square. The buildings look tall and somewhat foreboding but classical architecture the small windows that you might get in for example uh, Georgian era house in London um, and um, not particularly diverse on the on the range of visible minorities there's a few but I would not say this is anything like Brixton let's put it that way or indeed downtown Toronto um, yeah it's fair smattering of the different ethnicities in the mix and of course here is the Dubliner yes everyone's got one although there's one in Ottawa and um, a friend of mine said why don't we go to the Dubliner should we try that again yep the Irish pub the Dubliner here it is selling pints of Kilkenny for a very high price no doubt I won't be going in there because I'm off booze for October but 
um, I have to say that I did notice the price of pints and it's about six euro a go. I reckon if you're going to get Kilkenny, being that it's been imported and it's not that popular, you're probably going to be paying somewhere in the region of nine euro. I'm saying euro just because it's easier. Of course, the currency here is krona, krona, I believe it's pronounced, and I might be wrong on that, so do let me know. Um, and it's slightly complex to work out. So for the benefit of this podcast, I'm just going to talk in euros or pounds. Um, there's a couple of hundred krona to the... See, I messed it up already. I can't remember the rate. Go to xe.com. That's all I ever do. I've always got that open on my phone to try and work out what the rate of exchange is. Right, I'm not going to stop at the Dubliner. It would be weird to come all this way to go to an Irish pub. I'm trying to find somewhere Danish, backstreety, but I'm making a right cock-up of it because all I can see is H&M and, a- and the Apple store. So I head the other way past a old church with a beautiful copper roof that has gone rather green over the years. Some domes glinting in the distant and low-lying sun and people milling around looking all very attractive and rather, um, well, Scandinavian, frankly. Um, lots of beige. I don't know if that's in this season. I barely know anything about fashion, but uh, seems to be a lot of beige going on. Oh, I found a nice little cheeky side street. Let's go down here and see if I can find a restaurant. Very pedestrian-friendly. All of it's paved for pedestrians. One thing I will say that I've noticed, and I can't stop noticing, is not just the amount of bicycles, but the amount of unlocked bicycles. It's almost like Tokyo. There must be a very low bicycle crime rate, because I'm just looking at endless amounts of unlocked bikes. So if you're a thief, please don't come here and ruin it for everyone. They don't lock them to anything. They just lock them to themselves. Sometimes with a crappy old combination lock that looks like you could pull it apart as easy as a Christmas cracker. Um, All I know is that if this was in London, all of these would be gone by now. You may have noticed, and I'm going to try and not get too political about it, that the United Kingdom is... um, I don't know, how how do you describe it at the moment without using the word Armageddon? It's a bit of a shit show, should we put it that way? And that's being very polite about it. Henceforth, um, the government, and anyone for that matter, hasn't really got their eyes on crime. And I, I don't know the stats at the moment, but it's inconceivably unlikely that anyone stealing anything will be charged with anything. And even if they are, they'll be put into a court that's backed up for years on end. So basically, England has become, in my opinion, um, somewhat lawless. Well, I should be careful, London has. Um, it's, it's not officially anarchic, but it certainly feels that way a lot of the time. So um, none of these bikes would last very long there. Oh, I found a restaurant. Looks quite quite nice. Looks a bit too nice for me. Oh, there's another one. Oh, yes, I'm in the right road now. There's bloody loads of them. Here we go. If you're wondering where I am, by the way, I'm on STA attached to an E, D-E-T Street. I don't even know how you say an A attached to an E. I'll just do it the best I can. Stradit. Um, which is just next to... Oh my God, how am I going to say this one? Heiskenstradit. I'm near a restaurant called Zolt. Wrap with a chicken curry. 
19 euro, okay. Right, well, I had a nibble. It was a chicken wrap. I was so hungry that I just had the first thing that I could find that wasn't inconceivably expensive. And uh, it was really good, actually. Not a particularly interesting spot to eat, so I won't tell you much about that. It was just a bulk standard restaurant. Nothing particularly exciting about it. But here I am back out in the street, feeling a bit more compass mentis, a bit more under control of my life. And uh, I, oh, I'm back in the what is really quite beautiful Copenhagen. Um, I should imagine in summer it's exquisite and all of the cafes spill further out onto the street. As I walk past one now, there's a few chaps out having a nice seven euro pint of beer. Rather impressive. Looks like a cathedral. A knick-knack shop selling Copenhagen flags. The white cross on the red background. Wow! Oh, it's beautiful. And here we are at a... I didn't know I was going to pop out a canal, but here I am at a canal. Nothing but cyclists. Barely a car to look at. There's a bus tour available here. I might do that tomorrow. Let's have a little wander over the canal. And one of the many bridges that connect up all the waterways that is Copenhagen. Just a bunch of islands that are all connected via bridges. Um, sometimes fantastically long ones. Of course, the most inconceivably gigantic and really quite incredible bridge is a bridge that goes from here all the way to Sweden yeah they built a bridge to their European neighbour and it is obscenely long I would love to give you the stats but unfortunately I don't know it I'll just pull it right out of my bum because I saw it from the plane window um, I'd say it's probably five kilometres I'm going to insert the actual fact here it's five miles or eight kilometres. There you go. I looked up the fact after the fact, if you know what I mean. Right, so I'm going to a place called Freetown Christiania. And I'm walking through yet another beautiful square. Copper statue that's gone green over the years. And I'm wandering along the bike zone. I don't want to get hit by a bike. Just give me a second. Okay. I mean, there must be a few people hit by bikes every day. How could there not be? <clears throat> not a lot of helmets, but at quite a slow speed. Most cyclists just bobbing along, doing their thing. But in fairness, I don't, I don't think you really need a helmet, because most of the time you're in a segregated bike zone. You're not going to be pushed off your bike by some absolute ass hat in a hammer, you know? It's not that kind of a place. Right, I'm going to do a right here. Trying to work out the complexities of crossing a road. Okay, here we go. Right, so I'm on my way to Freetown Christiania. And Freetown Christiania is um, a peculiar thing to have in a capital city in Europe. I wouldn't say that it's anarchic per se, but it's a home of as close to anarchy as you can get in this modern world of ours, I think. It was um, established in 1971, where it used to be a military base... It's quite a large area. I don't know the exact size, but I'll say a couple of square kilometres. Um, and it's in 1971 when it, w it was it was stopped being a military base. Some hippies said, "Hang on a minute, that looks like a prime bit of real estate. Let's move in there and make a squat." And with it, they also came up with their own rules. They said, "Look, we're going to govern this ourselves." They didn't want it to be part of Copenhagen. They didn't want it to be part of Denmark. They wanted it to be their own bit. 
they even made their own flag, for example. Pusher Street, um, probably because you can push drugs there, is the main road that you can walk through. And I've seen a YouTube video on Freetown Christiania, and I recommend you watch one, actually. They're really good. Um, there's not many around because you're not allowed to film or do any photography there. But some people have managed to stealth in a camera and do a little bit of filming. Basically, it seems to me, and I'm about to find out, a place that you go and buy drugs. Now, I don't do drugs. Um, not that I've got absolutely anything against drugs. I do booze, which is a drug, but let's not get into that debate. Um, I just uh, I just don't do them. But if I did do them, any form of them, I have absolutely no doubt that I could get them from Freetown Christiania, a little enclave of anarchism here in Copenhagen, established, as I say, in the 70s. And people do live there. They used to have their own rules. They've always thought of themselves as nothing to do with Copenhagen. Legally speaking, that's not true. The police do come in and do raids occasionally and arrest people that are selling drugs in Christiania. It isn't an enclave, although they'd like to think it is. Um, you know, it's not like they've got their own government and so on. Half a million visitors visit it every year. I mean, it's my, it's my first attraction. I'm not sure what else I should be doing, but it just seems to me to be the most interesting thing because it's unique. I mean, there's not often you go to a capital city and there's a good chunk of the most profitable downtown bit is, you know, self-governed and anarchic as much as it can be. The residents of Christiana are called Christianit and uh, Amagakana because Christiana is located on the island of Amaga. Uh, forgive me for doing some dodgy pronunciation there. The 1976 protest song uh, is called I Can Iki Sla Silhil, You Cannot Kill Us, written by Tom London of flower power rock group Bifrost, became the unofficial anthem of Christiania. So, you know, whilst it's not self-governed, it does sort of have its own anthem. Uh, the flag of Christiania is a red banner with three yellow dots, Apparently it's supposed to represent the I's, the letter I that is, in Christiania. There's three of them. So if you think of an I and you think of the little dot on top, take those three dots, pop it on a flag, let's make those dots yellow and let's make the background red. That is the flag of Christiania. Now, you might say that's a very weird thing to do. Yes, well that's because they're all on fucking drugs and they're all artistic and groovy and alternate thinkers. So that's why it's a bit of a bizarre flag. But it's quite a good looking one. It's certainly very striking and certainly one that you would not mix up with any other flag, which is more than can be said for the Danish flag. Sorry, Danes, but let's be honest about this. You, the Finns, the Swedish, uh, the Norwegians. I mean, do we, can we get any variation on this slightly peculiar uh, non-symmetrical cross that you're all obsessed with. It is quite hard to um, distinguish between the countries. But, uh, you know, as, as, as a man whose flag appears on other people's flags, I understand that we are not exactly immune to problems with flags. And let's not even get started on colonialism, because we were very, very naughty boys. All right, where am I? Am I even going the right way? Oh. Uh, no, I'm not. All right, you know what? I'm going to give this up for now. I'll, I'll, get, I'll catch up with you in Christiania. I'll put this recording on again as I walk in. As I say, you're not supposed to film and you're not supposed to take any photographs. I wonder if you're allowed to just chat to yourself as you wander through. I'm sure, given the amount of drugs available, it's absolutely encouraged. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah.
So I've just walked into Christiania and I know I'm in it because that flag that I previously mentioned is outside and to get in it, it's pedestrian only I should mention, to get in it, it's uh, hang on a minute, hang on, this is proper fucking shady. Okay, there's a lot of people running out, so I think there might be a raid going on. Okay, everyone's looking as if they're very, very keen to get out, indeed. Uh, running, looking behind them, a, a huge haul of extremely shady looking men with their hoods up just ran out um, and there's a guy putting something in his bag. I've got a feeling that I'm about to see the police. I've got a pretty bloody strong feeling about it right now. So let's find out. Anyway, I was saying that to get in here I had to go underneath a sort of archway here I am, I've got a building to my left covered in graffiti and a couple of people having cigarettes outside. I'm sure you can smoke inside. Right, I think I can talk into this now. There's a lot of people are looking at me, but I don't know. I'm quite glad I'm not on drugs because I think I'd be really fucking paranoid right now, the amount of people that are looking at me. I just feel like everyone's on edge. There's definitely a palpable atmosphere of weirdness. Definitely something has happened just before I got here. I'm walking in to the heart of it now. I've gone past a building with a bar in it. it. looks like a fairly normal looking bar, to be honest, apart from loads of graffiti outside. Loads of metal sculptures from disused metal um, that's been turned into sort of what looked like dinosaur figures. Someone just randomly speaking in a hell of a hurry. Right pretty sure that this woman's saying that there's something going on although I don't speak the language so she might be saying can I have a large toffee apple for all I know it's really weird everyone's standing around but looking into nothing something must be going on down here everyone's looking in the same direction but I can't see what's happening at the end anyway I'll continue to try and describe it there's a tractor on my left with the flag painted on the side of it in front of an old barn lots of greenery lots of allotments lots of of allotted areas for self-gardening, you know, tomato plantations and stuff like that, obviously, from the commune that live here, you've got to eat, and they've chosen a different way of life, so that's interesting. Still, lots of very shady people around. Everyone seems to be looking at something, but I can't, I can't see what they're looking at. It's just more people looking in the same direction. And anyway, I'm heading towards it. There's fucking 100% something kicking off. Right, I'm actually just going to put this down for a second because it's getting really fucking shady now. Okay, lots of people running out of the way. There's lots of people running very fast away from a scene. I can hear a police car in the distance. There's a man lying on the floor. Someone's performing chest palpitations on him. I've, I don't know where I'm going, but everyone's running away from an area, and I feel like I shouldn't be walking into it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. I'm walking back past the man that's lying on the floor that's getting his 
getting his chest pumped. Shady people everywhere and I don't like it. It's getting a bit too scary now. There's blood on the floor. It looks very much like that guy's been stabbed. Trail of blood on the floor. Just fucking men everywhere. It's only men. Big fucking men wearing dark clothing. Feels like something out of Black Mirror. I don't like it and I need to get out of here, but I can't go back past the way I came in because there's a guy lying on the floor that's been stabbed. And I don't know how to fucking get out of here. This is not what I had in mind at all. I like a bit of dodge, but I don't like this fucking dodgy. Alright, I think I found another way through. It's dusk. And it feels like either that everyone's on the move or everything's empty. So there's really nowhere safe for me to be. There's coffee shops and pubs over there, but I really don't want to stop there now. Because I feel like this place is going to be overrun with police very soon. Being that someone's clearly just been stabbed. Hear the sirens in the distance. I'm going to try and talk my way through this as much as I can. So there's a strong smell of weed, and even I need a joint right now. I don't mind a minute. And uh, lots of people now walking slightly slower. I'm going to be completely honest with you, despite the fact this place is very small, I am lost. And I want to get out of here as soon as possible. But I'm just going to walk casually because I don't want to be caught up in the hubbub let's bear in mind that I'm wearing dark clothing and I'm a male and I could easily have just been involved in that according to the police so I'm just going to act nice and cool so I don't get the wrong place at the wrong time and I'm walking now through a sort of area of pallets and scaffolding and so on just desperately trying to find my fucking way out of here I think that's I think that's gateway out yeah so there was a what looked to be like a very large man lying on the floor there was some blood on the cobbled street around him and someone was performing um, chest pumps on him to try and bring him back to life a lot of people running away from the scene hard to know who was involved or what on earth happened but as an introduction to what appears to be as close to anarchy as you can get then I would say it certainly is very much that I have absolutely no doubt that this doesn't happen every day and I've just got some bad luck here but um, it was really quite scary for a bit there I can see the way I, I got in. It's a labyrinth. It's really hard to get in and out of here the same way. Um, and it's really hard to get out of here full stop. I don't know how many entrances there are or if this might actually be the only one. But it is hard to find the way out. Yes, indeed, this is the way I came in. Right, I'm getting out of here for sure. So, yeah, sorry about that. A little bit stressful. I do hope that the chest compressions helped him, but I fear he may not be with us, depending on how much blood he's lost. Here come the services now. There's obviously another way in um, that they're using. Um, the police were there. Um, but just a complete scene of chaos Abs absolute horror and chaos um, Really, I've never really quite seen anything like that and I, as you know I've been to 83 countries so um, 
I'd say on a nice day, you know, it's probably a great place to visit. And this is definitely a case of bad timing on my part. Hang on just a minute. Police bike, another police vehicle, an ambulance. Turning up now. Absolute bedlam. Various unmarked police cars gunning their way through the streets, desperately trying to get to that man and indeed the people that attacked him. And you know, it's early to come up with anything. I, you know, I shouldn't really put my stamp on things, but. I mean, how? What are the chances this isn't drug-related? Absolutely, this is the problem in this world of drug dealing. Someone on someone else's patch. Someone sold something dodgy to someone. Someone not doing his part of the bargain, or is it just a show of tribalism? Who could say? Not me, but I don't think. I don't think I want to go back in there right now. It's just get. It's officially dark now, and I think I. I think I'll give it a miss for tonight. And I might just go and get a nice hot cup of tea, because that was... That was shit. Okay, Herbie, it goes again. Three times. It goes again. No way. Oh, well then, he's not getting out of that. No. That's why he's, that's why they're not in a hurry. A lot of blood. Oh my god. Ten minutes since emergency come here. Yeah, it did take about ten minutes. Ten minutes. Which is quite a long time. A lot of blood going from three. It was close maybe. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, no. devastation. Devastation. It could have been you. Alright, you're not going to get targeted. But, if there's a, there's a lot of people in there. So one stray gunshot. Like, one bullet can kill two people, you know? Oh, yeah, it can kill more than two people. Yeah. It's close range. Um, yeah, you better go. Yeah, I'm more feeling weed. that. <laughs> Good luck, my friend. Take care, okay? See you later, brother. Well, it's a sad day in Christiania. I now know a lot more than I, I did a few minutes ago. So I just chatted to a Romanian guy who lives here. And he said uh, he went in to go and buy weed. He went into Cristiano to go and buy some weed. And he got his weed. And as he was just about to leave, he heard three gunshots. Which I'm surprised I didn't hear, actually. But nonetheless, it would appear to be um, a gunshot, not a stabbing. And I'm afraid the gentleman of concern is no longer with us. Because they put him into an ambulance outside Christiania with a police escort but as soon as they drove out of Christiania the police escort stopped and there was a bit of a conversation between the police and the ambulance and they decided not to take him to hospital in a rush in fact I believe he's now no longer with us in the ambulance just parked down the road from me now it'll probably be on its way Rather than to a hospital, it'll probably be going to a morgue. Shocking scene. The Romanian says that it does happen. You know, it does happen. He said um, every couple of months there's um, a killing. Um, I don't know how reliable those stats are, but evidently 
it's a hotbed of drug activity and one can only surmise that what happened here today was you know a, a, a drug related killing and i would be very surprised if anyone gets prosecuted for this really really surprised as far as i know there's absolutely no cameras in there and there were i'd say hundreds of men wearing dark clothing running out in, in hundreds in total and that was just from the entrance that i used so one can only guess there was another couple of hundred running away from the other entrance so i think that's just almost inconceivably difficult to find the perpetrator of what happened there what i do know is that he's almost definitely around me now so i've had enough of this area and i really want to get out but the police have sealed off quite a lot of the roads coming in so it's actually quite difficult to leave i'm just going to keep going and i'm just going to probably go and have a nice hot cup of tea somewhere to calm down but that was my first little look at christiania and um sadly first time i've ever seen anyone um murdered and uh, i don't really want to see it again so sorry about that um <laughs> and what i feel really bad is the danes are probably listening to this thinking oh for fuck's sake you would come on that day yeah well i'm not too over the moon about it either buddy um so look crime happens and uh the romanian that lives here was saying he never has any problems with any violent crime and as previously discussed we know from all the unlocked bicycles there really isn't a big problem with crime but there probably is in there you know and that's the problem when you concentrate it all in one place um all the drugs all the prostitution all the anarchic behaviors of 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 us humans uh, all in one place you're gonna get some blood spilt and sadly that's what happened today this is Vinnie White reporting from I didn't know I was going to be doing this this is Vinnie White reporting from a murder scene here in Copenhagen let's leave it here for now more tomorrow the sun will come out tomorrow in other news I could eat absolutely any pickled fish right now no problem Groovenhausen, or whatever it is they say here, and welcome to another day. And I'm glad it's another day, because yesterday had its uh, trials and tribulations, shall we say. Uh, certainly in Christiana. Christiania. So, um, I went out last night for dinner, and my waiter very kindly translated a news article, which I managed to find on Christiania, that had been posted within the last couple of hours. And indeed, he confirmed that a man was shot dead. So, that was that guy. That's what happened. I mean, there's not much more to say on it, really. So we'll move on, I think. Um, I might go back there tomorrow. Probably not at dusk. Might go Might go for daylight tomorrow, see if it's just that little bit less shooty. You know? I'm a big fan of not having gun violence. I should say for foreign listeners, by the way, that gun violence is very, very, very low in Denmark, and gun ownership is uh, very low. The two are, of course, extremely interconnected. Americans. So if you think that that's a normal turn of events, you'd be very wrong. It really isn't. And um, gun ownership is punishable by prison here. Oh, there's my food. Hello. Thank you. Cheers. They're very happy. Very happy place. The whole of Scandinavia always tops out as one of the happiest places to live. Best or the happiest country to live in. I think last year it was Finland. I know that it was Denmark before. Um... It's a difficult one, isn't it? What is happiness? But we can learn, and we have learned, that the key to not being happy is disparity. That is to say that 
when your neighbour has ten times more than you, it makes you feel pretty sad. And the countries that tend to win the happiest place to live tend to be in Scandinavia, and the commonality in Scandinavia, of course, is a fairly socialist uh, place to live, you know. Spread the wealth, taxes are high, but, um, you know, well, welfare is, is good. And as I say this, I walk past an unlocked bicycle, which would last 0.4 seconds in Hackney, where I used to live in London. You, I don't even know if you could get the stand down before someone would steal it. So they're definitely doing something right here. Population of Copenhagen, 2 million, if you use the broadest possible stat. So that's all of the metro area. And if you're talking about downtown, we're talking more sort of 800,000 people. Not particularly populated, by far and away the most populated place in Denmark, though. And here I am walking over yet another river slash canal. Christian country, of course, uh, after the Vikings. It was all down to the old Roman Catholic Church pushing their influence. And they did a pretty good job, although, of course, atheism is pretty popular in this part of the world. As uh, it's a forward-thinking, groovy place, extremely high levels of education and uh, equality. So, well done here. You know what's really weird, though? I know I keep going on about the bicycles, but they really are everywhere. It's almost like a ghost town when it comes to cars. Now, I'm just like, pulling this figure up slightly out of my bottom, but just looking at this street, I'd say there's probably 50 bicycles to every car. And that seems to be fairly typical for downtown riding, particularly this part of the day. Also, by the way, I don't, I'm not used to this amount of people staring at me. Apparently they're very comfortable with staring. I don't know if I look weird or the fact that I'm talking to a device is really bizarre, but these guys, they are all business, staring me down. All right, let's go into a pub because I can... Okay, so I'm looking for a pub. And when I look for a pub, I look for a bit of atmosphere. I don't know what is going on in there, but there's no music. And again, I'm starting to think there's something on my face. I'm starting to get paranoid here. I walk in, everyone just looked at me. If someone was playing the piano, they would have fucking stopped. Right, I'm crossing the road. Just got to run the gauntlet between 10,000 bicycles. I found a pub. It looks suspiciously British. Beer of the day, 45 kroner. That's a fiver, that'll do. They sell English cider and pie and mash. Oh God, I'm so bloody British. Well, it's another day here in the beautiful city of Copenhagen. And I'm in the ideal location. I am stood on a bridge over a canal as the sun glistens off the water and a couple of curious swans bob along next to a boat it's probably about 14 degrees not too shabby and you can hear the bells of a distant church which has got a really bizarre and very beautiful ornate top best described as a helter-skelter all kinds of tunes have been popping out of it I've just enjoyed a coffee which was outrageously expensive. A full six 
fucking Euro. Oops, I just swore in front of a boat full of people. Oh, indeed, there's a boat going underneath the bridge that I'm standing on, absolutely packed with tourists, all looking rather serious, which is, uh, which is the face of Copenhagen. Serious bunch up in Scandinavia, aren't they? Very serious about everything. I'll be honest with you, I'm not particularly impressed with some of the things I've seen here. Last night, I, um, I had a couple of drinks last night. I've been doing Sober October, um, but I was allowed a cheat night last night. So I had a cheat night and I had a few drinks. And uh, I was with some people that I know. Really good, like really nice food, quite expensive. Nothing particularly different happened all evening until I went to a bar and asked for a glass of water and they said we can't sell you a glass of water we can only give you bottled water now it pisses me off on a number of levels one the planet is full of plastic bottles and we really just don't need any more and two this country is expensive enough without paying fucking three euros for a bottle of water so i was a bit annoyed about it i also already already had a beer so it was like look i've already paid i don't know seven eight euros equivalent for a beer i don't really want to be getting out the big guns now and, and paying for a bottle of water as well. So I complained. And I did so in, in a fairly, uh, probably slightly too dramatic sense. Um, I said, look, I think this is ridiculous. But I absolutely didn't shout and I absolutely didn't swear. And uh, I was physically removed. I was dragged out by a bouncer who said I was causing trouble. And I was, I was so blown away... Because that hasn't happened to me in, I don't know, 20 years? I mean, last time it happened, I was in my 20s, and I was a bit of an asshole, so I deserved it. But as for last night, I can categorically say I absolutely didn't deserve that. So I immediately asked to see the manager who came out and profusely apologised and offered me some um, free cocktails, which I said, no, I don't want them. So I got a refund for the beer that I bought in cash and a bit of extra cash. He gave me a weird cash refund. He basically, basically gave me a handful of money to, to shut me the fuck up. And, um, and off I went into the night. And, but the whole experience was awful. And I was like, hang on a minute. I'm not sure this is the city for me. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, not one to be beaten down by these things. And I know that it's all happenstance. Very unlikely that it would happen ever again if I did the same evening over and over again in every venue across the city. So it's, it's really not that sort of a place. And so today I just, uh, I didn't record it, but I just went into Christiania to, to check it out. And, uh, and it was fine. It was fine. No one was killed. I don't know if the schools are off, but there was lots of kids and mums and dads. And, and yeah, there was open dealing of drugs in the street, of course, but... Um, and the smell of weed everywhere and if you want it I'm sure that you could get some crack and if you want it I'm sure you could get some heroin but but actually it was it was all fairly sedate and fairly lovely actually and I had a nice uh, chicken shawarma and a bottle of water and sat in the sun and uh, it was quite nice going back there because I realised now why I couldn't get out in a hurry it's really quite a labyrinth of different pathways and actually it is really big Christiania um, it's probably somewhere in the region of a hundred buildings all low-rising buildings, all old um, military barracks and so on, um, some barns as well. But it feels somewhere between an old military barracks, which is what it is, and a bunch of farm buildings, which is also what it is. Um, and as a result, you know, it's, it's quite sprawled out and there's narrow little pathways between 
plantations between those buildings that are sort of haphazardly dotted around the entire area that is um, Christiania. So yeah, I went there today and it was all it was fine. They've cleaned. Uh, well, sorry to be so graphic, but they've cleaned all the blood off the cobbled streets. And I've now since learned that it was um, a guy. The guy that was killed was something to do with drugs. That's what the article says so no great surprise there not saying that if you've got anything to do with drugs you're definitely going to be murdered i'm happy to say that's not the case but uh probably let's be honest your chances are somewhat higher so um that was christiania today charming actually and now here i am in the midday sun i was going to go to one of the art galleries or museums but unfortunately i'm running out of time i did have a quick whip round a museum yesterday and it was all very interesting looking back at the history of this place as i mentioned the oldest flag in the world from one of the um one of the oldest uh, cities in europe um it's going all the way back to the vikings so it's quite interesting looking at some of the history overall i really want to make this clear to any people from denmark listening i don't think i got very lucky on this trip um every time i rented a bicycle it either didn't work or I'd have to get on the helpline to lock it. I went out last night, ventured from one bar to the other. Just by pure coincidence, it was raining absolutely every time. And then as soon as I got in the building, the rain stopped. I live a ridiculously lucky life. But um, I don't think I've been particularly lucky on this trip. And it's unfair for me to judge it, really, on just a few days. I am certain that Copenhagen would be a wonderful weekend city break for anyone that was thinking about it that already lives in Europe. I think if you're coming all the way from the Americas, perhaps it could be on your agenda. I wouldn't say it's the most important city to visit in Europe by any means. And I wouldn't say it's the most beautiful. Um, But I would say, you know, there is it's a it's if you're going to visit Scandinavia, what a great place to start. Um, I haven't really done it a great deal of justice talking about the beauty of the old canalways and all the old arched kooky buildings that are leaning onto these canalways and indeed the sheer quality of air and greenery of this city really is quite special as a result of everyone cycling everywhere uh, almost no cars and uh, when you do see cars i'd say probably about already maybe 40 percent of them maybe are electric really really getting there and um such a green country in general because of course a great deal of the energy supplied here in Copenhagen is from wind power out in the old sea so yeah good place I'm going to get myself to the airport Uh, hopefully there won't be a great deal of drama on the way but in a nutshell I wasn't very lucky here I wouldn't say that I've had the best trip Um, I've also been in completely irrelevant but it's nothing to do with the, with the uh, city, but I've also been in a bit of pain, unfortunately. I've got a bad back. So I haven't packed myself full of the usual activities and uh, definitely got a bit unlucky with some of the things that happened to me here, including being hauled out of a bar at two in the morning for asking for a glass of water and not a bottle. Because all publicity is good publicity. I'm not going to mention the name of the bar, but... Uh, If you're the manager of that bar that offered me cash and cocktails last night as an apology, thank you for the apology. I do appreciate that you uh, admitted you were wrong. Um, But why not change the policy on bottled water? How about that? Why don't we get something out of that? And indeed, if you are an establishment offering (laughs) offering drinks, quit the plastic bottles, will you? I mean, 
It's a bit 90s. Come on. Let's just give that stuff out for free. You can make profit on everything else. I know times are hard, but come on. There you go. There's my little takeaway. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm going to head back to the hotel and then to the airport. If you don't hear anything else on this podcast, we can assume I got out of here alive and without being violently roughed up, (laughs) which is a result. Um, Thanks for listening and enjoy future podcasts. Coming soon, I am going to Colombia and Ecuador on my way to Canada. It's not really on the way, but I thought I'd go the long way so another couple of tick-offs coming in the next couple of months it's going to be Colombia and Ecuador coming to a podcast near you soon if I can get in this much trouble in Copenhagen just think how much shit I can get in in Colombia ta-da for now this was mixed and produced in the UK by we make podcasts.uk